put your hands together for the Lord and give a shout in the church. Alright, you may take your seat. Are you listening to me? Are you listening to me? Yesterday, their shouting affected my voice. So, I don't want talking in the church. Okay, and I have a lot of things. We are now going to go to the second thing to attempt. It's a lot. If, if one, if one, the first one took a whole day yesterday. And we, this evening we have a ball. So it means that we are not preaching in the evening. It means that it's very possible that I will not finish the second thing we are attempting. Before we go to the third. So I need you to be very quiet. Whatever you have to say in your seat is not important. What I am saying is what is important. So be quiet. And let me preach. Amen. I hear the quiet time was very powerful. Was it powerful? Just some people came to preach, it was not simple. Yes. You see that, that, you see, one of the, it's one of the revelations that I keep, like I keep, I, I keep getting all the time. Until you open your mouth. See, the word of God is the word of God. Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful. Quick means alive. Powerful means it has power. And until you open, many of you, you see, you see, are you talking? Is somebody talking? The Bible says that we are kings and priests. You see, you you were you were born as Susanna Opoku, but you were born again as a preacher. But you don't know, and it's only when you open your mouth to begin to share that word. See, the reason why when you start to talk, it is powerful, is because. Jesus said, when I go, I will send another person. It's called the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is the one with whom God created the heavens and the earth. So if that Holy Spirit, that's why I said it, the, the, when the chip, when the chip, chip. And everybody who is born of the Spirit of God has that chip inside of you. Yes. Only you're not using it to make calls. You're not using the chip. It's inside of you. I just there. When you open your mouth, say, I want to share my quiet time. It becomes powerful preaching. They were, they were telling me this morning outside that one of the boys came to share his quiet time. Hey, shh. It was heavy. And if you want, want to do it one by one by one by one by one, by the time we have left this, like if the camp, we were all sharing it to preach it. Do you understand it? Like we'll start from here. One person come and preach. Another person coming. By the time we have left this place, we would have been very blessed. Because 500 different preachings. Amen. From 500 different people. Oh, you don't believe what I'm saying? Oh, your eyes are open. Why? Am I telling you totally or what? Yeah. Hallelujah. But anyway, so, so Daniel 11.32 says what? It says, But such as, such as do wickedly against the covenant. Let me find it and read it. Because that's our verse. For the camp. Yeah. 
and such as do it. Hey. I don't want any quarrel this morning. No. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploit. Amen. And so on Wednesday, Wednesday night, I began to explain to you that in order for a person to do mighty things, great things for God, the person must be a person who knows his God. And I showed you how you can know your God. What did I say? Through your personal quiet time, right? Which, which we did this morning and shared powerfully. Yes, you can see. And then you can know your God through Bible study. And I showed you that there are at least three Bible study methods you can use. You can use microscopic, where you go down, break the verse down, the passage down, word by word by word by word by word. You can use telescopic. I forgot what telescopic Telescopic is what? Who knows? I'll find it for you. Let me find what it means. And then you can use, you can use what? Topical. Topical means that you are now, you, are, you, you say, I want to do a Bible study on the topic faith. So what it means is that you are going to find all the verses on faith in the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. Write all of them down. And read all of them and, and see what they say about faith. So by the time you are finished, you have a total understanding of what the Bible says about faith. Topical. Fantastic. You can be doing it for months. If you are doing topical Bible study, you can be doing it for a long time. Because by the time you finish reading all the verses on faith from Genesis to Revelation, it's not, a, it's not one day. But you will be very happy as you are doing it. Because every day when you go to school, you are in a hurry to come back home and continue your topical Bible study. Because you are being, you are, you are being excited by it. Amen. 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 So whether it is microscopic, where you are taking a particular passage, a particular verse, and going down into it, and breaking it down into pieces, or it's topical, where I say, I want to know about love. What does the Bible say about? I did a, I did a topical Bible study on grace. Since then, I have fallen in love with grace. I'm not a girl called Grace. Yes. Grace, these, these days, faith is becoming one of my favorite things also. Because I realize that when I compare grace and faith, it's like faith has more weight. The Bible says that without faith, you cannot see God. Uh, so now, it's like I'm now, at first, grace was my favorite thing. It's like grace. But I'm not faith is heavier than grace. Yes. Hmm. Let me find this thing and, and explain it to what it means. Somebody has been out of this camp totally changed. Hmm. Your mother would be wondering who is it who has come back from the camp. Your mother would be wondering, Panda, ah. It is my daughter who went to the camp. It's not the same person who has come back. Okay, so telescopic Bible study involves studying the Bible from from a far. You see, microscopic means that you are you are you are going. 
to see all the small, small, small pieces. But telescopic looks at it from a bigger. Let me, let me, let me read what it says. It says, read to have telescopic Bible study. Read a whole book at a time. So you take the book of John, for example, and you read the whole book of John from chapter one to chapter twenty-one. You get it. Then it says, preferably in one setting. One setting. Because you are reading large sections, it will be easier to read more modern versions of the Bible. Build up a complete complete picture. So it means that you, you are trying to see what the whole book of John is about. This is the difference between microscopic and telescopic. Microscopic takes one, two, three verses and Place them into pieces by word, by word, by word, different meanings to see what the verse it particularly means. But when you do telescopic, you zoom out. And so that one, you are looking at the whole book. The, what does the whole book of John say? What is it about? Is it making sense to you? So when you say, so, book, the job book of John is about this, this in chapter 1, this is in chapter 2, this will happen, this will happen. That's how telescopic works. It says, locate the central theme, the key verses or passages. And then when you have found the important key verses in the in that book, then number four, do a microscopic study on key words. So telescopic is supposed to end with microscopic. Ish. You look confused. Are you confused? Are you confused? A telescopic Bible study should is supposed to end with a microscopic Bible study. Look, here, let me say something. The reason why the Bible is not as exciting to you as it is to me is because you are not doing these things. But I promise you, there are one, two, three, four, five people in this camp. Eh? After this camp, they are going to be going deeper into the Bible. Huh. You will see that no other book will interest you in the world more than the Bible. And anybody who has love for the Bible has love for Christian books at the same time. Yes. Anybody. Because what, what Christian books do is that Christian books help you to understand the Bible even more. Because the person who wrote the book also received different revelations from God. Which you can add to your own revelation that you got from microscopic or telescopic or topical. When you knock it all together. My God. Are you in a church? Are you in a church? I don't know whether I'm the only one who is happy about the Bible. Yes, that's why I say, the best book to read is the Bible. The best book to read is the Bible. <laughs> if you read it every day, it will do what? It will... It will help you on the way. Oh, the best book to read is there. But it's a Sunday school song. Father, I pray, let there be five people in this room who will fall in love with the Bible. <laughs> I tell you, you, you will not have enough of it. I'm, I'm telling you something. You will not have enough of it. You will not have enough of it. When you start to get... You, you see... Personal quiet time is one level. But it, it, it's supposed to be a, con, a process. You move, it's like from class one to class two, class three, class four. You get it. So you move from, you, are you in the church? You move from personal 
personal quiet time, then you enter into Bible study. When you enter into Bible study also, then there are levels over there also. You see, but my favorite kind of Bible study is microscopic. I love microscopic. Because what it is that microscopic gives you something sizable to chew at a time. Chew it. It's not too big. It's not too small. Just the right size. It's in your mouth. And microscopic. It's, it's nice. <laughs> you see that thing I was sharing with you about the 10 virgins? It's only, it is only when you are looking at the verse or at the story microscopically that you will see what I showed you. Many people have not seen it. Even the grown-ups, who are, the teachers who are here, it was when I, they, they, their eyes opened. One, two, three, four, five people are catching an anointing to enter into the word of God. No, I believe it all. And, and they may not even be, they may not even be 15 year old, 16 year old. I am seeing, I am seeing eight, nine year olds who are entering deep into the word of God. Yes. Look, are you in a church? The Bible says that the testimonies of the Lord are sure. That is making wise the simple. The word of God, eh? You, it, it, it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter whose mouth it comes from. The person suddenly sounds wise. Yes. More than all these wise sayings, look, all other nonsense. When a person, when a seven year old opens his mouth and says, the Bible says, the Bible says, suddenly he's no longer, are you talking? 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 Hey, hey, oh, hmm. angel, what I'm saying is making sense to you. Angel, you, I'm saying that thing after this campaign, enter into the word of God. Start, go, you see, you don't understand what topical Bible, you don't even know how to do it. You see, I don't, I don't have time in this camp. That's why I didn't teach you. But maybe another camp, when we come again, we will not talk about it. We will take our, you know, I had a camp with the white church guys in my church. I brought them to, to this campus. Just put one under there, whatever. I put the other one there. I brought them to this campus. And the whole camp that we had, we had the camp for three days. We were doing Bible study. I took them. I, we, and you know, even at the end of three days, we did only one. We couldn't do three. We did only one. We divided ourselves into groups. Groups. We all of us, we, one verse. It was one verse. I gave the same verse to all the groups. And I said, take your chairs and go and sit in the grass. Go outside. Find different, different spaces. And the group should discuss. They should enter into the verse microscopically. And then write down the things that God showed them in the verse. When they came back and they were sharing, I wanted to fall down. Ha! Maybe next year, save summer camp, we'll do Bible study. What do you think? Yes. You will be so happy. Like when you when you sleep, you are you are in a hurry to wake up and read your Bible. Fantastic things that you will see. Fantastic. Thing. The Bible is like a gold field. The gold is buried in the ground. Only serious diggers. Do you know diggers? Yes. 
only serious diggers can find the gold. You need pickaxes, drills, different things. Digging, shovels. You'll be digging, digging, digging. Then you hear something like, Co! you see, <laughs> the corner is when, when you... Huh. Am I saying anything well? There's a, there's a point where, Marvin, there's a point where it's as if something is sparkling in the, in the vest. You see, when you dig that, when you reach the gold, it's gold sparkles with light. So as you then you say, you hear some gold. There's something sparkles in your eyes. Oof. Gold is here. Then what happens is that the reason, you see, the reason why, look at this, oh, your personal quiet time is like the digging, digging, digging. But when you hit the coat, means that something is there. And then you see a sparkle. What happens is that now no, you are in a hurry to dig fast because now it's like I've seen the gold. That digging fast is the microscopic, telescopic, and topical. See, the gold comes out. One, two, three, four, five people in this room are entering deeper into the word of God. Hallelujah. And then, and then yesterday, I spent the whole day trying to explain to you that a very important great thing to attend for God is leading people to salvation. And I said that if it was God's birthday and we're bringing him a cake as big as Ghana and we had candles on it as tall as these buildings here and he, he, he will, will sing the song for him. It's his birthday. So, Happy birthday to you. My voice is sports. I spoke my voice yesterday with the, all the shouting. Happy birthday to God. Happy birthday to Nice. <laughs> then we say, God, it's your birthday. Blow the candles. Then he will blow with them big. You know, the candles are big, as big as this building. So you have to and blow it. Then we say, make a wish. Then he will say, I wish that all men should be saved and that none should perish. If you are at that birthday party, you must be in a hurry to start trying to make God's wish come to pass. Yes. And I showed you the steps we must take to do that. Are you in a church? Did you, did you go over the steps this morning? So this morning I'm going to continue because I don't have time. I'm going to continue. The second great thing that we have to attempt for God Second great thing we have to attempt for God Look, after this campaign, some of you must save pocket money and buy Christian books. 
Yes. You must even buy Macarius. You don't say, oh, it's too big. The Macarius has 60 books. It means that you'll be reading, uh, you won't get. It won't finish. Save pocket money. When I was in GSS, I hardly, I didn't, I, I, I was in GSS, in GSS 2 and 3, I hardly ate in school. When I eat breakfast at home, I go to school, I don't eat, and I come back home. I was rich. All my pocket money was there. You know why I was not eating in school? I was shy to go to the canteen. Yes, I was a very shy person. And, and many times I tried. Like when I entered the canteen, I, I, was, I was shy. Like, well, it's girls who do such things, but I, I, that was how I was. Like the, the canteen, they had this uh, table and then bench here, bench here. So when you sit here, another person sits on the other side. And then when you are eating, you can be looking at each other. And I couldn't stand it. Like, I cannot, I couldn't eat while somebody is in front of me. So when I enter the canteen, I see pe- people there, and I can and go back to class. I was rich. I had plenty of money. Now I'm not like that anymore. I changed long ago. When the chip entered into my life. All those shyness. If I were, if I were that shy, I would not be standing here talking to you. Yes. But young people should start to save money and is not to go and buy Yeezy boots, Air Force, Air Max, Instagram, huh? Chelsea boots. Young people should be saving their money to go and buy Christian books. Not Yeezy boots. But Christian books. <laughs> Not Chelsea boots, but Christian books. After this camp, one, two, three, four, five people are going to start doing that after this camp. Look, I told you that God can organize a whole camp of 1,000 people to talk to three people. So don't, be, don't think that all of us are going to be changed after the camp. One, two, three, four, five people. They are the ones. God brought us all together for one, two, three, four, five people in the church. And you can be one of them. Yes. Are you okay? Are you sure? Where's the notebook? Notebook. It's lost. It's Uncle George. Where is he? Okay, so number two. Attempt great things for God. Attempt, attempt to become a shepherd. First one is attempt to lead people to salvation. Second one is attempt to become a shepherd. Attempt to become a shepherd. John ten eleven says, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Verse 14. I am the good shepherd and know my sheep. And I'm known of mine. Hallelujah. And this is Jesus talking. Now remember that we have been singing this song since Wednesday. The reason why, the reason why I, I like to sing the song because it is a song and a prayer at the same time. It's a song and a prayer at the same time. And 
Why are you talking? Why are you talking? Why are you talking? Why are you talking? Why are you? Hey, hey, hey. I don't know if I said so, no, no. Huh? Niamika na nyanse ni mana. Nyanse ni. Turn around properly and listen to me. Are you still here? Jesus says, I am a good shepherd. If I want to be more like Jesus, then I should want to be a good shepherd. Or, it makes sense, or? Yes, I think so. And so, we are going to also attempt to become good shepherds. Now, who is a shepherd? A shepherd is basically somebody okay write it down a shepherd is somebody who is a caring guide a caring loving <laughs> a shepherd right, i writing it down a shepherd is a caring, loving guide to the sheep. That's number one. Number one. A shepherd is a caring, loving guide to the sheep. A shepherd is a caring, loving guide to the sheep. Number two. A shepherd is someone whom God has called to look after sheep. Shepherd is someone whom God has called to look after sheep. Now, when we say sheep, what do we mean? We are talking about God's people. Sheep are God's people. In Psalm 95 verse 6, and seven, write it down. Psalm 95, 6 and 7. It says, Oh, come, let us worship and adore. Sorry, worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God. And we are the people of His pasture and the sheep of His hand. Psalm 95, verse 6 and 7. Yeah. So we are we are explaining all the words. A shepherd looks after sheep. A shepherd is the person who looks after the sheep. Who are the sheep? The sheep are God's people. Any person who is God's person is a sheep. And 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 those God's people who are sheep need a shepherd, a person who will look after them. And and why do we want to attempt to become shepherds? Because Jesus says that he is a shepherd. And anything that Jesus is doing, Jesus is, if we also do, it's good. It's not good. It's a great thing. Now let me let me tell you something. 
one of the reasons why one of the reasons why becoming are you are you the church is there is the breakfast disturbing you what I'm, I, look this this morning i'm going to preach no matter what what happens because you know wait wait one you see there's a way that all the disturbance there are three people or five people or ten people who are actually listening but every time somebody does something then uh, then I am affected, and then because of that, those who are listening are affected. So I'm not going to mind anybody who is misbehaving. I'll just keep preaching. It is a great thing to it's a great thing to become a shepherd. Why? Because there are not enough shepherds for the sheep of God. It's like a doctor. Like the, like the reason why p- parents want their children to go to medical school and become doctors. And the reason why the, the, the medical profession or being a doctor is such a very nice and great thing to be is because they are scarce. Anything which is scarce becomes precious. You get it? You see, like gold, for example. The reason why gold is precious, gold is nothing. It's such a metal. Gold is a metal like copper, aluminum, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not, you can't eat gold. You can't do anything with it. It's, but why is it expensive? And why do people want gold rings, gold chains? If I'm wearing a gold chain, so what? If I come and stand here, the gold chains, do they do something? Does it make me vanish? Can a gold chain make you vanish or make you? It doesn't do anything. A gold ring, gold chain, gold uh, earrings—they don't do anything. The only thing it does is that it sparkles, and a sparkling doesn't do anything. It doesn't change your life. A gold ring or gold necklace or gold earring doesn't do anything. When you wear it, it doesn't do anything to you. It doesn't make you stronger. It doesn't make you vanish and appear where you want to go to. It doesn't make you do anything. But the reason why. People want gold. It's like, hey, it's gold. It's because gold is not something you find around easily. It is scarce. And the reason why when somebody becomes a doctor is something we celebrate, it become a, a party is because there are not many doctors in the system. So doctors, because they are rare and they are scarce, they become precious. In the same way also, becoming a shepherd is a great thing because Shepherds are also scarce. The sheep of God do not have shepherds. In Matthew chapter, chapter let me read it. Let's, let's read it. Write this verse down. Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 36. Matthew 9, 36. The Bible says, But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them, because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep. Having no shepherd. Jesus was preaching. He saw the human beings, a lot of them. And when he saw them, the feeling he got was a feeling of sympathetic consciousness. Together with the desire to alleviate. Do you remember that definition? When I told you about compassion. Yes. Why? Because there were thousands of people. And they didn't have a shepherd. So in, in the world right now, in the world right now, 
am I preaching to somebody who is listening? Is anybody listening to me? In the world right now, in the world right now, there, there are many of God's people, many people who don't have a caring, loving guide, a person who will care for them. That is why if you choose, if you choose to become a shepherd, you are attempting a very great thing for God. And, and I, listen, and I've come to, I, am, I know I am preaching to children. I know I am preaching to children. I am not confused. I am not preaching to grown-ups. I know. And I've come to tell seven, eight, nine years, year olds, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16 year olds, 21, 20, 23. And I'm telling them that, I am telling them that while you are at the age you are at, you can be a caring, loving guide to the people of God. You're not saying amen to me. You can be somebody's shepherd. You can look after somebody. You can. You can. You can. And, and, and when you start to do that, you will be doing a very great, I'm telling you. Am I preaching it well? Sarah, is it working? I don't have time to wait for you to grow. I don't have time for you to grow. I don't have time. I cannot wait for you to grow. I cannot wait for you to grow. While I am waiting for you to grow, the people of God are left with no shepherd and they are destroying their lives. Do you know? Do you know that? Do you know one of the dangers of dangers of sheep is wild animals? David said that when he was a shepherd, one day he was there and then a lion came. And then he was, while he was not, he was not looking, he was not looking. Then a lion came and took one of the young sheep, a lamb, and ate it. He said, I ran after it. I caught up with the lion. <laughs> he said, I opened the lion's mouth. And I removed my lamb from the mouth of the lion. I'm preaching. Do you know, do you know what a lamb is? A lamb is the baby of a sheep. Is that not it? You, children, you see, if the people of God are sheep, then the little ones who are also the people of God are lambs. Yes. The Bible, the Bible what is a lion? The devil. The Bible describes the devil as a roaring lion, is not it? Seeking whom he may devour. So what it means is that, it means that the, the devil is after young, young people of God who are lambs. And David says that when one day he was looking after the sheep, a lion came for a small one. He said, I didn't spare it. I ran after it. I caught up with it. I killed it. I opened the lion's mouth wide and I removed my lamb from the lion's mouth. Then he said, another day I was there. Then a bear came. <laughs> so, do you know a bear? Yes. A bear came. He came to take one of my lambs. I followed it. I killed it. I took my lamb. I don't, I don't, I don't and I'm saying that Many, many, yeah, you know, remember I was saying the story of how I was in a bus and I was, the bus was driving through a village and I saw small, small children. That's how I felt. Sheep without, without shepherds. Sheep without a shepherd. And I am saying that, I am saying that right where you are at eight years old, right where you are at nine years old, right where you are at 11 years old, right where you are at 13 years old, right where you are at 16 years old, you can become somebody's caring, loving guide. Yes. 
Oh, I'm preaching. I, I, I know I'm preaching. You see, and, and listen, let, let me tell you something. You see, you guys, you guys, look, you guys, on, uh, you know, since yesterday, since yesterday, those of you who are on, on this stage here have become like my main concern. Because, and I'm not, you don't think I'm, I'm, I'm ridiculing you or trying to embarrass you or making fun of you. I am trying to make you aware that by not immediately attempting to do something greater than what you are doing now, you are letting your life pass by. I, I, I promise you one day, you, you will say, I wish I had spent my younger years doing greater things for God. But I will not wait. I cannot. It will be, it will be, it will be a travesty of justice. It's, an, it's English. It means that it will be, it will not be fair for me to come to this camp and not remind you that you are wasting time and letting your opportunity to do something great for God pass by you because you are too engaged with the world. It's all the problem you have. Look, I'm telling you, see, look, hey, wait, 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 wait. Me, I don't worry, I'm not worried about you fornicating. It's not a problem. Fornicating. Having sex. You're not married. It is not, as a pastor of young people, it is not the thing I am afraid of for you. That's not the, it's not the biggest danger that you're fucking fornicating. Look, are you in the church? There is nowhere in the Bible where it says that fornication is the biggest sin. Do you see anything like that in the Bible? It's like, here are a list of serious sins. Number one on the list of serious sins is fornication. We human beings, we human beings have made it like that. One day Jesus was walking somewhere and some men came to him and said, Master, we have a case. We have a problem. We want you to solve this problem for us. Then he said, what's the problem? He said, we caught this little girl, this young girl. We caught her in a, in a man's room and she's not married to the man. And she was in adultery. And according to the laws, laws of Moses, when we cast someone in adultery, we must stone the person. So they brought the girl to the middle. And he said, Jesus, what do you say about it? <laughs> this is the son of God. God himself come down. If anybody knows what God thinks about some, something, it is Jesus, true or not true. So let's hear, let's hear what Jesus will say about this particular case. <laughs> the Bible says Jesus knelt down on the floor. And he began to write in the sand. I don't know what he was writing in the sand, but he was writing something in the sand. Then while his head was down rising in the sand, he told the people who caught the girl and brought the girl, said, if any of you here has not sinned before, he should take the stone first and cast it on the girl. His head was still down. He waited for a few minutes. The Bible says that the men who brought the girl, they began to walk away, starting from the oldest one to the youngest. They were all going away. Put their stones down, left. Put their stones down, left. Put their stones down, left. When Jesus raised up his head, he looked around, they were poor, and then he asked the little girl, eh, where are the people who brought you and they were accusing you? They're no longer said, Jesus said to the girl, go and sin no more. Do you hear Jesus saying that they should put her in prison? We human beings have made fornication look like it is the biggest, it is not. I am not worried about you fornicating. I am not worried about you fornicating. That's not my problem. The biggest problem I have as a youth pastor with young people is worldliness. 
I'm telling you, wealthiness is your biggest. Look, it will make your time, your life, it will pass in front of you. You won't go to school well. You will go to school. Instead of concentrating on the, on the books that you're supposed to and become something great, you will engage in so much wildness. I, I know these things. I know these things. You will spend three years in secondary school, and when the when it is wasi time, you are looking for you are looking for apple pe, pe, because 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 by third year by third year after we will say we didn't because class crano one kuni ye yeah obia overboarding every weekend bia uofie we describe yet to be who area muho. So by third year, when we say, you are in a hurry. You want if they say something has appeared here, that's where you want to go. Yeah, it's not fornication. It's not for look. I, I in a church. The Bible says that if thou shalt confess, it says, it says, it says, if you confess our sins before Him, you know what it is? He's faithful and just forget. If I go and sleep with a girl, whether it was a mistake or by accident, and I finish sleeping with a girl and I wear my pyoto, and then I remember that, oh, the Bible says that we shouldn't do that. God says that any day, any day at all, if you come to me and say, Father, I have sinned against you. Do you know that, do you know that the prodigal son's father was waiting for him by the roadside before the boy came? And when the boy came, what did the father do? The Bible said that he ran. No, he didn't just embrace. You see, the Bible said that the, he was standing at the gate, the entrance, the gate to the, from the gate to the street. He was looking, and 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 because the boy did not call his father ahead of time to tell him he was coming, how would the father have known the boy was coming? It means that the father was standing there every day since the boy left, praying that one day my son will come back. So every morning he would dress up, he would bath, he would dress up, he come and stand by the, by the, in front of the gate. Looking, standing in front of the gate and looking on the road and seeing, maybe today my son will come back. And on that day, he was lucky. The Bible says that while the boy, I'm preaching though, while the boy, while the boy was far off, was, was far off, his father ran to him. Ran to him and he hugged him and said, my son, he was dead but now he's alive. When you come to God and say, Lord, forgive me, I've done it again. God's response is, before you turn your back to come, he runs to you. He runs to you. There's no fornication as in bother God. There's fornication. There's fornication. The thing which is preventing you from bearing fruit and from doing what God has called you since before you were born, what God has called you to do, the thing which is preventing you from becoming that thing is your connection with the world. You are born again, but you don't want to separate yourself from the world. That is your biggest problem. That, that is your biggest problem. It is not the pornography. There are pastors who watch pornography. They are heavily anointed. That problem is between him and God. Every day, he and God are discussing that pornography problem. Yes. They are always talking about it, Lord. This thing I'm trying to stop, but it's not stopping. So it's there. But when he comes, and he says, I feel the spirit of God here. Shut 
Tokoba Antalabrasa. He's, he's around here. Spirit of God is around here. Is he? He just moved. He said, ah, why is, why is he? He just doesn't God know that he has a pornographic problem? He has a pornographic problem. It's between him and God. He's not, it's not, look. Am I preaching well? You should be past this. You should be shepherds with people that you are caring for. You should be a caring, loving, what's your name? Abigail, you should be a caring, loving guide to somebody. Somebody should say, because of, because of shepherd Abigail, my life has become nicer. Because she's always advising me, always helping me to have my quiet time, explaining the word of God to me and showing me what I should do. Because of Shepherd Abigail, my life, my life, my life which would have been destroyed by the devil, my life, my life. By now, I would have one baby with no father. But because of Shepherd Abigail constantly praying for me and talking to me and guiding me and loving me and looking after me, my life is nice. This morning, I am preaching. Yes, I, I am now preaching. I'm not since the camp since the camp began. I am now preaching. Look, listen to me, listen to me. I was taking care of children before I ever heard the term. Well, the first time I heard the term shepherd was when I joined Lighthouse in 2004. But when I finished secondary school, somebody came in, one of my, my friends came to my house. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Yes. One of my friends came to my house one morning and said, Charlie, we are finished secondary school. Let's go and find a job here. Eh? Because in those days, when you finish secondary school, you'll be at home for two years before you come to university. So it's two years of doing nothing. So my friend came and said, Charlie, let's go and look for a job. Then I said, what kind of job can we get? Then he said, let's go to our former school, the GSS we attended now. And let's go and tell the headmaster that we want to be a teachers in his school. So I dressed up, me and my friend, and then we went. Went to the man's house, the man's office. You see, and me, I was a very brilliant student in my GSS. My, my batch, when we wrote BEC, I got 11 once out of 12. So I was a superstar in the school. So we went to the headmaster's office and said, good morning, sir. He said, yes, how can I help? So we have just finished secondary school. We have come home, but we want a job. We want to teach in your school. That's okay. So they asked, what do you want? What would you like to teach? My friend said, he would teach social studies. Because in those days, he, he liked, he liked to read newspaper, current affairs, this, this, all these politics and things. He liked such things. So he said, he would teach social studies. Then they asked me, what will you do? I said, oh, Charlie, what is there? He said, oh, maths. The maths teacher is not there. He's traveled. So you teach maths. So he took me to the class. JHS, J, GSS one, not JHS now, GSS at that time. GSS, GSS one class. And said, teach them maths. So here is your new, your new math teacher, okay? His name is, mentioned my name. Then my friend was another class. That same day, we started to teach the people. But you know something? <clears throat> my first attempt at teaching math, it didn't work. 
the students couldn't, either I was a very bad math teacher or they were very bad students. The topic I was teaching that, that time when I went to it was board mass. Now, my name is board mass. Hey! I Look, at some point then, the students began to call me board mass. Like when I come to class, no, board mass is coming, board mass is coming. Because every week we are member of board mass. And see, one day, I listen to me. I listen to what I'm telling you. All the story, all the story I'm telling you is important. I am making a point. I'm trying to tell, I'm trying to tell you something. So one day, I was getting tired of teaching them and they were not understanding it. So one day I went to class and then I went to one of the classes. When I entered the class, and you remember that I was not as, as this tall. At that time I was a bit, smaller. When I entered the class, the students were just in the class talking and making noise. I entered, I stood in front of the board, they didn't mind me. They just kept talking, like how some people are talking at the back there. So I, I got angry and, and left the, the class. Then a teacher came to me and said that, and said, ah, he went to the, the teacher went to the class and said, who is supposed to be here? He said, oh, it's me. He said, why am I not here? So I came and they were talking, so I left. He said, you should go and call me. I said, I will not come to the class again. If they don't misbehave, I will not teach them today. I will show you some trick. I said, look, I don't want to be a teacher who uses the cane. I, will not, I was not using a cane at that time. I, I was not lashing. He said, you don't understand. Come, I'll teach you something. He said, go and give them a math test. Only two questions. And then, when you finish the math test, two, two questions, hot math test. When you finish the math test, all those who get one out of two, they get kinged. All those who get zero, they get lashes. And then after that, other will return to the class. I said, oh, he said, do it. What I'm telling you, do, you will see what will happen. So I went to the class. Reluctantly, I wrote it on two questions on the board. And then I was waiting. They finished. I marked it. Hey! Me winner. Or they came by. I didn't know that I had power to lash. Even the students were, they were surprised. They lined them up. Hey! Me When I finished, the class was quiet. From that day until I left the school, when I entered the class, I said, the whole place becomes cool. Nice one. And, and from that day when I'm coming, in fact, me and my friend, we used to go and do shopping for canes. We had some women who used to sell canes. We, we knew the, the ones which were, which were good. When you hold it, say, no, this one is not good. Put it down. No, no, yes, correct one. We take it home. We put tape around it so that it, it becomes durable. Put it in our back pockets. We go to school with our own cane. When I enter the class, they see, they see me. The whole place becomes very quiet. But still, I was finding... I listened to my, my story. I was finding it difficult to get them to understand what I was teaching. So one day, I went to the head and said, look, I want to stop this work. They said, okay, you, you, you wait. The math teacher who was teaching them traveled, but he has come back. And I don't want to have two math teachers and pain. So you can wait. He'll go to university very soon. When he goes to university, I'll call you back. So I went home to go and sleep at home. I was very happy to be sleeping at home. One day I was at home then, my, my, one of my friends came. The, my friend, the one I went to was social studies, no. He came to my house and said, the headmaster says that you should come back. I said, no. I've resigned from teaching. No more teaching for me. 
He said, no, 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 he, he really needs you. I said, I will not go. He said, no, it's very, very serious. So my father came back from work and I told him, my father said, when a grown-up calls you, you have to go. Even if, you want, if, 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 even if what he wants you to do, you don't want to do it, go and tell him yourself rather than send a message back to him. So I went to the man, headmaster, and I said, I don't, the man said, wait, wait. I have changed your class and I have changed your subject. Now you are going to teach science. And then you are not teaching that class that you were teaching before. I have seen another class that is younger. So these guys were now in form two. The board mass guys were now in form two. Then a new form one class had come. They were small, small. They were small, 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 small children. Small, 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 small. Nine-year-old children. So I entered the, 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 the class when I saw them. You know how when you see a cute, they, they, oh, that's how I felt. I began to teach science. The science was far, give me volume on this thing, okay, I don't want to shout. The science was far easier to teach. And within about one month. So who have not, who have not eaten? Who has not eaten? No. Wait. Let me finish saying what I'm saying. What I'm saying, the story I'm telling is because of you I'm telling the story. They are going to eat porridge and not hear what I'm telling. You eat your porridge later. Let me finish saying what I'm saying. If you like, I can add it to the lunch and eat all together. Breakfast and lunch. Yeah. Come do. Pan. Meba. Shall I let them go? Okay. Okay. Alright, listen. So, how many people have been eating? Let me see your hands. Don't do this. Don't do this. Do your... Yes. You want to go and eat? Alright, you have... Is the food hot? You have 10 minutes. 10. 10 minutes. Swallow it fast, fast, and come back. Go. You have 10 minutes, though. 10. Hey, you are not eating. You, you, you are not not eating. You are going to do what? Go and sit down. Go and sit down. You are going where? I don't allow that. No drinking water when I am preaching. Put the water down and go back into the room. Put it down and go back into the room. And sit down. Open. What's that say? Go and sit down. Go back and sit down. Hey. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Alright, let me continue preaching. Sit down. Shall I continue? Hey! Hey! Hi! Sandwichi! Sandwichi! Go and sit down. The boy wearing the pink by the, by the door. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Sit down. Don't you think? Sick. This one. Alright, I'm continuing. Come. Alright, should I continue? So? Should I continue? Should I wait for them? I'm asking you. Let's continue. I won't see the story again, Kra. Let me continue preaching. You want a story? Entered the class. Eh, we are I saw these little, little, little children. I fell in love. And science was easier to teach because science, you have examples in nature to show them. Like, not like maths. So when I say something, I show them, do you see this outside? When I'm teaching them pollination, then I'll ask them, have you seen, have you seen, have you seen it before? When you are walking through, do you see two maize, do you see maize plants? Do you see the white, the orange, the white orange thing or yellow thing on top of the maize plant? I can explain pollination and they were understanding me. But when I was going back to the school, I told myself that I will, hey, sit down. I will not use the cane to discipline the people, the children anymore as a teacher. I will use love. Do you know love? So the children, so they became my friends. So I told them, I announced in the class, I said, my name is William. Don't call me Mr. William. Don't call me Mr. Don't call me teacher William. Don't call me Sir William. Don't call me anything. Just call me William. Yes. So I come to class. So you see, small, small, my J, JSS one children. When I'm working with them, they go, William, William, William. I say, then the, the other teachers who say, eh, you don't respect. I say, leave them. I said they should call me William. Nothing. I don't want anything else because I wanted them. I wanted to be able to control them using love. 
they became my friends. Break time, when I buy, when I, I used to only eat fried yam. I didn't trust all the other things they were selling in the school. Only fried yam. When I, break time, when I buy the fried yam and I put it on the table, I don't know where the hands come from. It's like they say, on your marks, the yam is finished. When I turn around, I see all these my JSS1 children I, I was teaching around me. They are finished eating my yam. Yes. But because they were not afraid of me, they were always every when I when I sit down, you see them around me. Some of them, some of them, they, there was one of the boys when he when he comes near me, he cannot. He always wants to hold. So when I go to school with a white shirt, it's always dirty because of him. Like he wants to when people are sitting around, he wants to sit on me. Yes, like it's like the best. Shift, shift, shift. I want to sit here. Shift, shift, shift. I want to sit here. But in the process of that, I got the opportunity to be a caring, loving guide to them. Because I was always talking to them. This is your behavior. It's not good. Stop. This is your behavior. I didn't have all oh, come to a camp, come and tell you how to be. It was when I came to Lighthouse that I learned that all those things I was doing at that time was shepherding. My saddest time, my saddest time in the school was the day school vacated and I was coming to university. It was our last, it was the, my last day in school. I could have cried. My kids came. People brought cards. People, people wrote, people drew things. So, somebody drew, somebody drew me teaching in class. Some of the funny things I say in class. They brought a cake. They brought food. Like, and, and the people were so sad I was going away. I was only a teacher, science teacher. Yes. But I was talking to them. And, and, and in my, and because I was, because I so, are, are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Because I so cared about them. In my private prayer time, I prayed for them. I mentioned their names. Lord, I pray for Rachel. I pray for Amma. I pray for Lucky. I pray for George. I pray for Stephen. I prayed for Desmond. Yes. Prayed to, I prayed for them. I talked to them. They were always around me. Everywhere. When I walk everywhere. You know, today, today I have, I have these guys. I have pastors among them. Yes. In fact, I, I realized that many of them, one, one of the guys, one of the guys, George, one of the guys who became, he's a pastor in the first love church. And he's in the healing Jesus campaign team also. He was my favorite boy. I used to go to their hostel. They were, the school was a boarding school and they had a boys hostel and a girls hostel. And the boys hostel was near to my house. So when I close from school and I come, we come, I come home, I change. And then I wait. When their bus brings them to the hostel, then I go there. I go and spend my whole evening with them. And I used to talk to George, just explaining verses to him. Verses to him. He always sit down just listening to me. He was the one, it was my, it was George. George, who showed me the virgin, that parable of the virgin, that revelation. He was the one who showed it to me. The small boy I was talking to at that time. He clapped well, he clapped clap well. I did not know that it was shepherding. All I knew was that I loved them and I wanted to care for them. 
when their parents want to send them, all of my phone was the phone that they use. If they say they want to send a message to their parents, they give a message to me, and I go and call their parents, and their parents come to them. Also, I want my mother to bring me my money is finished. I'll call their mother. I want my father to go. I'll call their father. Any any problem? If one of them is ill, I'll buy medicine. When I'm when I come home, I buy medicine. I take it to the boy's hostel and go and give it to him. Take care of him. A loving, caring, kind, looking after God's people. And how old was I? I was 19 years old. In fact, I came out of secondary school. We finished secondary school in 1998. I was 1998. I was 17. So in 1999, I was 18. That was when I was doing this. I was 18 years old. I didn't remember. I said I, I did, nobody taught me anything. I just I just loved them and I just cared for them. But when I joined Lighthouse later on, then I learned that what I was doing at that time is called shepherding. You can become a shepherd. Yes. You can become a shepherd. Are you hearing what I'm telling you people? Are you hearing what I'm telling people? I'm saying that uh, there is much more, there is much more, uh, uh, is, this, is he ill? Raise up, his, raise up your head. I gave you a whole night to sleep so that you can be awake. You don't sleep while I'm preaching to you. You can be much, much, much more. God, the Bible says that that I hear me. I hear me. It says that the plans I have, the thoughts I have for you, they are thoughts of good and not of evil. God's thoughts for you, God's plans for you. When God sits down and thinks about you, He thinks, are you, are you, oh, are you talking? Are you talking? His thoughts towards you are good thoughts. Sister, the friend was saying, huh? Maggie, because his is far better. And one of God's plans for you is that you will attempt to be a shepherd. Therefore, attempt to be a shepherd. Attempt it. You see, God is so good that he's not even saying become a shepherd. He said, try it. Try You know, and, and you know what I've discovered about, about God? If you try it, he'll make it work. Yeah, he'll make it. you say, oh, me, I'm just trying to see whether it will work. God will make it work. He'll just make it work. You'll be very surprised. Just try it. Try it. You should have some boys. Younger boys. J church boys. Or even white church boys. Younger than you. Who you are taking care of. You are teaching them the word of God. Explaining to them. And praying for them. And caring for them. It is what God wants you to. Rather than all the things you are engaged in working. You know? You know are you listening to me? You see Asafo. You know Asafo? The boys who live in Asafo. If there's any group of people who, who useless is the boys in Asafo. You know what they do? They wake up in the morning, they dress up. See what they do is that they if they if they have a job, if they get a job or they sell something, they sell it, save the money, make profit, then they buy shoes, and then they buy jeans, then they buy clothes, t-shirts, whatever. You get it. And then they wake up in the morning, then they dress up. 
You get it? And then they will just be walking about. You know, Asafo, Asafo has a lot of junctions. When you pass here, junction, then you turn, junction, then you turn, junction. And so, the boy in Asafo, that's what, if you live in Asafo, me boy, now I can say, Asafo, they can, they can cry. They, they dress up. And then they walk from, from one junction to the next. You think they are going somewhere. Oh. They're not going anywhere. You see two or three boys dressed up and walking about. Do you live in Asafo? Do you live in Asafo? They walk. Then they walk. Then they walk. They will be walking like that until uh, evening. Till night. Ahoy, baby. Till night. Because they are dressed up. They're walking around in the whole area. So people will see them that they are wearing Air Force boots. They are wearing some whatever. It is true, eh? You see, Azafo? Stop that nonsense and become somebody's shepherd. I didn't hear an amen. Hallelujah. I asked someone what I had a moon cast or any home. Book at home. Book at home. Jimmy Sue, Amen. Jimmy Sue, Amen. Bon sang, que c'est Jesus. Look, let's continue. I'm talking too much. How to become a shepherd. Five important things you need to become a shepherd. Five important things you need to become a shepherd. Five important qualifications of a, of a shepherd. Five, five, five important qualifications of a shepherd. You see, it's very, very simple that even a seven-year-old can become a shepherd. Yes. You don't have to be an old man or old woman. Those, who, those old men and old women who are shepherds, their time, they wasted too much time. You, it is your time now to become a shepherd. Are you feeling better? Are you sure? I can pray for you again. If you're not feeling, pray for you again until you get better. Yes. What do you think? Yes. <laughs> Number one, a shepherd must have a desire. A shepherd must have a desire. Shepherd must have a desire. I think at this particular moment, I am preaching to 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and maybe 12. Yes. That's how I feel. I feel I'm preaching to 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, maybe 13. <laughs> yes. That, that's how I'm feeling right now. That they are the ones who are listening to that what I'm preaching right now. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. 14 is also listening. 14 is listening. 14 is also listening. Yeah. Number one. Number one. If you want to become a shepherd, 
what must you do? Number one, you must have a desire. That's all. You must want it. A desire means I want. A desire means I want something. So, the first qualification you need, the first thing you need to have, the first requirement for you to... Are you... The first thing you need to have the first certificate you must have to become a shepherd is that you must want it. You must have a desire. How many of you want to be a shepherd? <laughs> you have qualified. You have qualified. Tell you. You want to become a shepherd? You have qualified. Yes. Once you want it, you have qualified. Yes. A desire. You must want it. You see how I was telling my story? I, look, I, I just like, you know, you know, hey, 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 hey. When I saw the children, when I entered the class, one of the classes, there was a class, uh, it was the, it was the E class. They had class, the class was from, was A to F. A, B, C, D, E, F. So when I entered the E class, the E class was an experimental class. In that school, in that school, they don't have class six. When you get to P5, you go to GHS1. Yes. But the E class, they were from class four. They jumped P5. And they were brought to, because what, what they did was that they chose the best students in the class four class. To experiment and see whether if they if they let them jump class five, whether they will do well in JHS one. So that E class was a, was an experimental class. They jump, they came from class four, skipped class five, and went to JHS one. And they were small, small, small. When I entered the class, I, oh, oh, and do you know what I saw? I saw children. That nobody cared about except to come and teach them um, vocational skills or pre-tech or science or math or English. All the teachers, all the teachers, what they were concerned about was come and teach English, give class test, give exam and go away. I saw children who needed somebody to be caring for them. When I saw that, I said, oh, oh. So, if you want to be a shepherd, you only need that. I want, I want to be. I want to take care of somebody. I want to take care of someone. And let me, ask, let me tell you something. If you are, if you are in J Church, you can, you can care for other J Church people, or you can care for K Church people. Every, you see, at whatever level, the person, it, once the person is God's people. Once the person is God's people and you decide that I want to look after God's people, you become a shepherd. So the first certificate you need is I want. How many of you want to be a shepherd? Yes. Yes. All over this place, God is putting the anointing of a shepherd on you. If your hand is up. Yes. You know, I, I hear me. I have a dream. I have a dream that the day I die, 
many people should cry. Hundreds from all over, all over the world. Yes. When they put my coffin in the church, my coffin is in here in the church. And I have already gone to heaven. And then God will, God will open the curtain for me to spy my funeral and see what's going on in my funeral. I want people, I want, you see, even in this church, even in this, this camp that we have here, if I die, many of you will be crying for days. Your mother will give you food, you won't eat. <laughs> and I have, I have some in America, I have, I have some in different, different countries all over the world. They will come, they will take aeroplane, they will come from where they are living to the funeral, to the church. And they'll be, they'll be there, they'll be crying, mama, 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 mama. You see, listen, if you die, if you die, and your funeral is very short, and then nobody comes, you see, some, there's some funerals that you attend there, there are people who will come and say, read the tributes, you know tributes? They don't have anything to say about the person. So he went to, uh, yeah, papa, uh, that's the end. They will start telling my story from this JSS children. They will come. The JSS children will come. They will bring their their tributes. They will start telling. They will start telling you, those of you at the funeral, about how when I came to the school to teach them science, how I cared for them, how how they used to eat my fried yam. <laughs> I said the fried yam. Look, break time, man. I can buy the fried yam like three times. So when I buy, you see that when the yam, when they bring the yam and the yam lands on the table, you see the hands. It's finished. So ah, okay, let's go and buy again. Then they will send. I will send somebody. They will go and buy. When they put it on the table, yam is finished all the time, all the time. They will be here. Those boys, those boys and girls will be here. They will be in the in the funeral. They will bring their tribute. They will come and stand. They will be crying tears and say, oh. Oh, yes. When they when they finish and they go away, then my JJ children, I pastor in Tamale, they will also come. My JJ children, they are pastors. I have pastors, pastors in the places. People, when I went to J Church in Tamale, I was taking care of them. I was a shepherd, shepherd, loving, caring guy. They are not pastors preaching. They have they, they also have their churches. They are preaching to them. They too will come to the funeral. <laughs> I'm not dying now. I'm not dying. I'm not dying now. I'm not dying now. I'm not dying now at all. Because I, I want. You see, the reason why I'm not dying now, the reason why I am not dying now, is because I want more sheep. Yes. The funeral should take a long time. No. So they will say, look, yeah, it's okay. Right now we have heard so many people have talked. There are more people who want to come and talk, but we don't have time. We have to close the funeral. So yeah, okay. God bless you, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be in heaven spying down. Thank you.
must also be your story angel. Am I preaching well, Uncle Newman? Let's <laughs> listen. Me, I don't want. Don't be noisy. Don't be noisy. Try. I don't want you to grow. Do you know why I don't want you to grow? If we wait for you to grow, you are missing the opportunity to have more and more people to be a shepherd to. Start while you are 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, and maybe 14. <laughs> I'm preaching. How many people want to be a shepherd? God is pouring on these hands the anointing of a shepherd. God is pouring on these hands the anointing of a shepherd. God is pouring on this hand the anointing of a shepherd. Do you know what the Bible says about a shepherd? It says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. When you become somebody's shepherd, the person will say, because angel is my shepherd, I shall not want. Ah, it's not nice. It's not nice. That they will say such a nice thing about you. That because angel is my shepherd, all my problems are solved. Ah, First Timothy 3 1. I like what I'm preaching. Oh, I like what I am preaching. First Timothy 3 1. This is a true saying. If a man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. The Bible says that if you want to be a shepherd, you are desiring a good thing, you are wanting a good thing. Stop following about Chelsea, following Chelsea boots and nonsense things. Want to be a shepherd? Even if you want to be a shepherd, Balenciaga. You are saving money to go and buy Balenciaga. Look, many safe teachers who came for this camp, they took pocket money, their own money from their pockets, and they paid the camp fee for the children that they brought. That's what shepherds do. I tell you, the, the, the blessing, one day, when you see how God has blessed them, don't be envious. Don't be envious. Do not be envious. You are saving your money to go and buy Balenciaga. No, 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 no. <laughs> Isaac, will you become a shepherd? Huh? Say the, the yes with the, uh, energy. You see, the, the, the good news about this is that God is asking you to try. Just try. Will you try? Try. And when you try, God, you see, God, God is like, how, how do I say, you see, it's like, if, if this bottle here 
if an ant wanted to lift this bottle, how will it work? You see that? I put this bottle here. There's an ant under it. It says, push it. Let it fall down. You see, but what it is is that if me and the ant are working together, if me and the ant are working, do you think he can push the bottle over the floor? Over the thing? Can he? Can he? If me and the ant are working together, we are, we are partners. Do you think the ant can push this, this bottle? Yes, he can. He, he, the ant will be under here. Every, yeah. And then I will be, I say, are you trying? On your mask, get set. Yeah, and I'll do this. Then the bottle will fall. Then the ant will say, yeah, I pushed the bottle. But you see, he didn't push the bottle. I am the one who did it. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So long as he tried, so long as he was under the bottle trying, and I am on his side. Oh, we can say he pushed it. So, are you pushing? Are you ready to push? Are you ready? On your marks, get set, pick. Yeah, then I'll just push it. That is what God wants you to do. You just try. He will just do his finger like this. It will work. That's all. That's all. You don't, don't, don't worry about how will it work, will it work. God is only asking you. Seven, eight years, nine years, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, maybe. Hey, I, also, I want to add this people to it. Twenty-four. <laughs> Number two. A shepherd must have a desire. Sorry, a divine call. A shepherd must have a divine call. A shepherd must have a divine. D i v i n e. D-I-V-I-N-E. A divine call. So the second certificate you need to present to become a shepherd is that you must have a call. What's the verse? Hebrews 5.4. Hebrews 5.4. It says, And no man taketh this honor unto himself, but he that is called of God, as was Aaron. Amen. Wait, are you here? Are you here? You see, many Christians say that this is the point where they feel that God, they, they, they can't be shepherds because they have not heard the call. They say, you enfray me. You enfray me. You enfray me. Now, because you enfray me. I don't know what the person, like, I don't know what the person, like, enfray me. Oh, person, let, let me, let me say something. If you read the book, many are called, which of that, you see, the first time I read that book, I was so excited. Because I have never, I have never heard anybody, hey, shut up. I have never heard anybody explain the call of God as simply as Bishop Dag did it. I was very happy. Let me tell you something. The fact, the fact that they said that you should pay 80 Ghana cities to come and sit here and sleep on these beds and eat this kind of food. Your food, the food in your house is nicer than the food here. But the fact that, wait, the fact that they told you that you are leaving your house for three days to come and sleep on a, a small bed which is not comfortable in a small room with three other people and to eat food which is not as nice as your mother's food and to pay money for it and you were happy to come is a sign that God has called you already. Amen. 
Oh, I didn't hear something in my ear. I want to see a dream. I want to have a dream. I want to have a vision. No, 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 no. Even the fact, even the fact that I, I let you sit down. Uh, you are feeling sleepy. And I'm talking to you. And you are happy about it. It's a sign that God has called you. If God has not called you, eh, you will say, you will pack your bag and leave. Is it by force? Am I for someone to be here? Have we locked the gate outside? Is there a ban of people going home? If you want to go home, you can go to the room right now, pack your suitcase, whatever you came with, call a taxi or Uber, sit in it and go home. Nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Nobody will do anything. Nobody can stop you. But the fact that you are sitting down here and I'm talking to you for hours since we came here. We haven't played tennis, table tennis. We haven't played swimming. Uh, we haven't swimming. <laughs> We haven't played swimming. We haven't swam. <laughs> we haven't played football. We haven't played uh, volleyball. We have not even gone out to go and maybe ampe or some ludo or something. But you are very happy to be here. And tomorrow morning, when the camp ends, you'll be very, very sad. It's a sign that you are caught. Yes. I don't know what else you want to see or to hear before you know that God has called you. What else do you want to hear? Or see. Are you in a church? Yes. Even when I said, how many of you want to be a shepherd? You raise up your hand. It's something you are feeling inside of you that makes you sure I want to be a shepherd. That's feeling inside of you that makes you sure. It's the calling. That is how God calls. Look, God calls people in different ways. So somebody will be here, my son. A voice or somebody somebody had a dream look let me tell you something as i'm preaching to you oh 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 as i'm preaching to you right now do you enjoy the preaching i'm preaching to you am i preaching well to you am i talking nonsense am i talking sense <laughs> but do you know that i have never had a dream when an angel appeared to me and said God is follow me. Like I had a dream, then an angel came. An angel, an angel. I, I I saw myself. I was in a room. Then an angel entered. Then when the angel entered, then I then I fell down on my on my face. And then the angel turned around and said, "Follow me." And I followed. When I followed the angel, uh, when we got to the the gate, then the angel disappeared. And I said, oh, "That means God has called me." No, no, no. I have not had any dream. In fact, I have not seen an angel before. I'm I'm still praying to God that He will show me one. One day. It's true. And me, I don't dream a lot. When I, I don't dream a lot. And then when I dream, to usually doesn't make any sense. So when I wake up, I just forget about it. <laughs> and live my life. I, are you okay? You don't look okay. Oh. You're not smiling at all. You're tired. You didn't sleep well last night. You slept okay. What is your name? Huh? Janet. Ah, uh, yesterday. Eh? Ah, Genesis, that's you. What is Eden? Beautiful. Yes. This camp, I have made plenty of friends. I'm very, very happy. This morning, I was talking to, some people were talking to me outside. Friends in Kwan. It's made me very, very happy. Are you in a church? Are you in a church? Angel. I have had uh, three Four dreams, three dreams or something. I can remember it, them. I can remember like three dreams that I can remember since I was born. All the rest I've forgotten about. I've forgotten them. All of them I've forgotten them. 
<laughs> and the three, the two or three I can remember is because what happened in the dream was something very, very serious. That one I knew God was talking to me. So those three I can remember. But since I was born, only three dreams I can, up to now I can remember only three dreams. The, all the rest I've forgotten them. Because it didn't make any sense. It didn't make any sense. How many of you have had a dream before? You, you were in your house. When you had a dream, you, in the dream you were in your house. Then you, you opened the door. When you opened the door, you were in Accra. Have you had a dream like that before? Oh, has it happened to you before? Yes, it has happened to you too before. Eh. How? How can I open the door? I, I mean, when I open the door, then I'm, uh, uh, I'm in Accra. <laughs> I see that. Then when you open the door and you step out and you see that you are in Accra, you see some building that you know that it's in Accra. It's not in Kumasi. You know, I don't know what it means. Those who I don't remember them. So if I was waiting for that, then by now I will be saying that God has not yet called me. That's what I will say. Hey, don't talk. Oh. Don't talk. Some of you, some of you, when you go to church and church closes and you have finished all your rehearsals, you don't want to go home. You want to stay in the church till night. It's a sign that God has called you. Yes. It's a sign that God has called you. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like we shouldn't go home. Well, let's just be in the church. Yes. So, certificate number two is what? You must have a divine call. Are you convinced that you are called? How many people in this room are called? <laughs> it's working. Hey, are you not? Ah. But convinced. of you are called. Those whose hands are down, what are you doing? Go and pack your suitcase and go home. Ah! Isaac. Isaac, you should be standing up even. You should not, you should more than, do more than raise up your hand. Yes. There's a calling of God on your life. <laughs> Hallelujah. Do you like what I'm preaching? Listen, let me read, let me read, let me read something to you. Bishop Dad says, says something. Listen to it carefully. He says, I've been a shepherd or a pastor since I was 16 years old and in secondary school. I didn't call, are you listening? I didn't call myself pastor then, but it was easy to see that I was called to be a pastor. I will draw up lists of the scripture union members who were in the fellowship and pray for them. I would mention each and every name and pray for them daily. I had long list of names of over a hundred people. Mind you, no one was paying me to do this. 
when it was time to go on holidays, I will draw maps to everyone's house and will visit them during the vacation. Was that not a 16-year-old pastor visiting his sheep? It certainly was. You see, the supernatural desire to do God's work is often a manifestation of a divine call. Once you want to do the work, it's a sign that you have been called. Hmm. I believe that is, that is why Paul asked Timothy to look for a desire and he didn't even mention the call. The desire is a manifestation of a divine call. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? And I'm saying that when I asked, the first question I asked you was, how many of you want to be a shepherd? And you raise up your hand. So the raising up of your hand no, is, that is the evidence that you have been called. Because you raise up your hand to the first question, the second one is also true. Finished. So number one and number two are true in your life. Raise up your hand, let me see. You are qualified. Oh, that's all. I'm all qualified and finished. Yes. <laughs> number three. Number three, we are moving on. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. Are you tired? Should we, should we, should we, should we let our faith be a mountain that we stand on? <laughs> How many of you want your faith to become a mountain that you stand on? Hey. You know, you know my favorite part of the song? The part of the song I like part is, no more worry, no more fear, every doubt will disappear. Hey. Look, the, the devil, when he hears us singing that part, his body begins to itch him. Itch. Itch. No more worry, angel. No more fear. Every doubt will disappear. Our faith will become a mountain that we are standing on. Our faith. Mountain we stand on. We will cling to what he has promised. Till the day he calls us home. We believe in the Bible. Believe in God. Believe in the word of God. Hey, look. Somebody in this camp must talk to a mountain and let the mountain go into the sea. He said, hey, you mountain, you are occupying space here. You are blocking the road. We want, we want to pass. You are standing the way. Get out, get out from here and go into the sea. The mountain will get up and carry itself and start walking to the sea. How many are in the church? Uh, what, what does the bridge say? The bridge says what? Something about chaos. What does it say? We will stand. Unaffected by the chaos, we will stand no matter what the cost. No more worry, no more fear, every doubt will disappear. We will stand unaffected by the chaos. We will stand no matter what the cost. Do you believe it? 
Let's not go into it. We'll start sweating here. Should we go into it? Should we go into it? Like, maybe like once. We should go into it once. Just once. Just once. Twice. Thank you, Opie. Let's go into it. You guys give volume more. We go, we, our voices are finishing. Uh huh. Oh, don't stop playing. Oh. oh, I thought by now you would give the Lord a loud shout. One, two, let's clap go. and scream. How are you alone? Let's go. One, two, three, and you. I can't hear you sing it out louder. No matter what, no matter what, the sing no matter what. 
That's how we came to the camp. That's how we came to the camp. All right, so let, let me let's finish. I ask for more, they will get more. Even crowd, when we come to the, the ball crowd, we can put our, away our bow ties and things and start jumping. What do you think? It's a good idea. Hallelujah. All right. Where are we, crowd? I've even forgotten. A, a, a shepherd. Oh, 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 please be quiet. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. Amen. A shepherd must have a willing commitment. First Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16 and 17. First Corinthians 9, 16 and 17. Let me find it and read it. What does it say? It says, For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory. Please don't talk, oh. Please do not talk. Right? Pay attention, attention, because we're gonna, we're gonna, wow. <laughs> for though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. Paul is saying that he doesn't preach the gospel out of choice. He preaches it because he doesn't have any other choice. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. What we are saying is that if you are a shepherd, another qualification you must have is that you must be committed to the work. It is work that you say, I want to do. You say, I have been called. Now, when it is time to do the work, you must be ready to get up and do it. Does it make sense? Is it making sense to you? 
a commitment means that I have decided that I will do this and I will not, I will not change my mind. We are committing ourselves to become a shepherd until we die. Not for some time, not for two weeks, for three weeks. For one, look, I have been, I have been a, I have been a children's pastor. Hey, hey, come, come. The two of you should come. Come, the, another boy, the other boy that you are playing with. Call him to come. Come. Enter the corner here. No, down on the floor. Give him space to kneel down beside you. The ashes. And they were fighting, that's why. Something like that. Ashes are, is it that when you are an asher, you should not hear preaching? Do you know that it is one of the devil's things? Choristers, instrumentalists, dancing stars, ashes. He said, Omushan Dayamu, who busy. Said the Abaya, preaching there, Cosson, Omun Tibi. And he said, Who, who, Bonibi, Shemuna, said, preaching, I was a preaching, eight to some who, Bonina. Nyomana, we are born in the name of being an Asha Nintino. Over, over, sorry, Asandi, who, Bonina, Kofi. I preach, I'm preaching it. When I go into a convention, before I, I come, before I leave home for the convention, I pray and say, Lord. Me, I always, you see, how many of you have realized that if God gives you one thing to do, it is easy for you to do it if God gives you 105. So when I go, when I'm going for a convention, I ask God for one word. It, it is big enough for me to chew. I don't want a lot of things. So I say, Father, as I go to this convention, I want... All the preaching the man of God is going to preach, 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 preach. Let me hear only one word, which is for me. That is enough for me to obey. And you, you come to convention, you say, we are Asha, Asha will be standing outside and be chatting on the car park and other kinds of things. When the man of God is, people are falling down and rolling on the floor. A bit so the car park and our come on. And see, people who are in the church, who came as ordinary church members, will enter the church, get their demons out of them, and go back home different. But you, you keep your demon with you and be on the car park chatting. Dancing stars. Dancing stars, they are waiting for them to call them. When they call them to dance, they are dance. From that point onwards, if they are in the church, they don't hear anything that is going on. You will see them. They will be walking around the building. Does that happen in your church, Pastor Joshua? They will be walking around the building. The whole service, walking around and say. Well, from, from the state, they go and buy food, or buy water, or buy sobolo, or buy kebab. When you meet him, you say, why are you going to say, oh, I am going to the washroom. They will walk around the building now the whole night until the service is over. Now they will, old, now will stand, they will home home born, you know, echo fee. You say, I'm a dancing star. Look, let me go. Um, Fred, Aaron, Bismarck, Desmond. Let me advise you. God, yesterday I told you, Nyankupon one frail se be dancing star. Dancing star ni die. Ye de dada wo ma wo ka so ni mu. Member secretary of dancing stars ni mu. Enda. From dancing stars and, and you see you are in my church I'll be watching you. From dancing stars God wants to lead people to salvation. From there, he wants to become a shepherd. From there, he wants to become a preacher and a teacher of the word, like how I am doing. Yeah. 
Men secretary or dancing stars Nimu Enda. Fred. Fred. Hear what I am telling you. Hear what I am telling you. Fred. Fred. You must become Pastor Fred. You see, some of the things I am saying, they are prophetic, but the people are not seeing it prophetically. Yes. I have just prophesied to him, but he didn't, he didn't catch it. Yes. Committed. I joined, I joined Lighthouse in 2004. In 2004, I went to church one Sunday morning, and then the pastor, a pastor saw me. He said, uh, William, how are you? I'm fine, thank you, thank you. So, what are you doing in church? I said, oh, I've not, nobody has given me anything to do that. And I asked her, what and what and what is in this church that people can do? So, we have choir. I said, no. We have prayer ministry. I said, no. We have ashes. I said, no. We have technical. I said, mm, no. Then she said, we have J church. And I said, what is J church? She said, it is a church for children. Something connected inside my heart. I said, take me there. The pastor who came here, you see, did you see a pastor wearing a black jersey standing here? Reverend Leslie. Reverend Leslie was the pastor of the J Church that day. So when I talked to the lady pastor and I, she said, said J Church and I said, take me there. Then she said, she turned around and said, Oko, his, his name is also Oko. So he turned and said, Oko, I have somebody for you. Then he turned and said, this is William. He says he wants to come to J Church. He was very, because at that time, he was looking for people to come and help him. He was alone in J Church. So when I said, I will come, he looked at me and said, what is your name? I said, my name is William. I said, I will call you Bill. I said, no problem. Anything you want to call me, it's okay. So when are you coming? I said, next week Sunday, I'll come there. Next week Sunday, I was afraid. I didn't go. I was nervous. I didn't go. He came to look for me. He said, how oh, are you? didn't come. I said, oh, next week Sunday, I'll come. So the following Sunday, I went to the church. Small, small, small children. Wow. Seven, eight, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I sat at the back there. Reverend Leslie will be teaching. And he, he likes singing a lot. Every Sunday when we come to church, he teaches a new song. Always he's, he's singing. I le- a lot of the songs I learned in Lighthouse, I learned them while I was a teacher in J Church. Hey! I was there. From 2004, I have been in the safe church, pastoring children, taking care of children, being a loving and caring guide to children, Till 2019, how many years since then? 15 years of my life, willing commitments. It's not for two weeks. It's not for one month. It's not for three months. I have been doing this for the past 15 years. 15 years. Am I preaching well? Yeah, I think so. How many of you want to be a shepherd now and forever? (laughs) Yes. God is going to pour an anointing on you. The devil, when the devil sees you around, he will not come near your sheep. But he, he will see that there's an anointing on you that makes you kill lions, open their mouth and take the sheep out. Am I preaching well? Willing commitment. You see, many young people have a very short attention span. We do something for a short time, we become bored, want to change. But the work of a shepherd is something that you must commit yourself to. Not by force, willingly. 
nobody must force you. You willingly. I say I want to be a shepherd. When I went into that J- J- JSS class, nobody sent me to take care of anybody's child. I was sent there as a teacher who was paid a certain small salary. I could have just come there, taught them science, and gone home. No, I went one step further. I said, these children need a, a loving and caring guide. I was not, I was not, it's not by force. George, my friend George, the reason why George, George was a Catholic when I met him in JSS. He was a Catholic. He was a very strong Catholic. He was a, he was a mass server. Strong Catholic. I worked with him for many years. The day, the day George had a fee, one day I went to his visit him at home. He said, I want to leave the Catholic church. I didn't say anything. I was quiet. I said, really? He said, why? He, said, he explained something. I said, okay, okay, cool. He came to, he came to, he went to secondary school. He finished secondary school. I was in Tamale. George visited me in secondary school. Sorry, from secondary school, he came to me in Tamale to visit me during the vacation before he came to university. When he came to me in Tamale, he said, I have decided to leave the Catholic Church. But now, I am looking for which church I want to join. He was staying in my house. So when I'm going to church on Sunday, I take him with me. When I'm going to church on Tuesday, we go to church. When I'm going to church on Friday, we... When George came back to Accra, he called me and said, I have decided to join Lighthouse Chapel International. Do you know, do you know, do you know where George works? George works in Bishop Dag's office. Bishop Dag has not talked to me before one-on-one. Bishop Dag works with George. All the books, do you have any books here? Any Dag or Mills books here? Who has some? All these books, the covers, the designs, George does them. Wow. Yes. Yes. All, all the 60 books in the Macarius, all the designs that you see, the designs that you see, all the, the books, the books themselves, the covers, the designs on it, George does them. That is his work. That is his work. All the, all the UD logos that you see, uh, First Love logo, George did them. George works, Bishop Dad comes to his office and talks to him. I am the reason why he joined Lighthouse. Bishop Dad has not, has not held my hand before. And how come George is, how come George is now in such a place? Because many years ago, I entered that JSS 1 class and I saw them and I said, oh, and I said, I will be a loving, caring guide to you. You're not clapping, I don't know why you're not clapping your hand about this. Yeah, he's now he's now Reverend George. Yes, the small boy I met, small boy I met in that GSS class in the Vuta region, no? in the Vuta region, in the GSS class. He works in Bishop Dark's office. How, when you go to Mount Point, there's a museum there. They have men of God. There's a museum there. George, he made that museum. Yes. Reverend George, my friend, my small boyfriend, I used to visit him in the boys' hostel and I was talking to him. I was sharing with him Isaiah, the book of Isaiah, sharing with him verses. He would be sitting on the, on the student bed looking at my face as I'm explaining to him the verses. That boy is Reverend George. He's the, look at what he's doing. Look at where he is. Amen. 
<laughs> Look. How many of you want to be a shepherd? How many of you are like my stories are are, are gingering you to become a shepherd? Ah, they're nice stories, eh? Yes. Yes. But I've been telling George, I've been telling Reverend George that he owes me a big uh, this thing, offering. He's owing me offering. He has to come and pay it. <laughs> owe me offering. What do you think? When he was a student, he was a student on uh, this campus, KNUST. He was an architecture student. He was chief elder two times. He was chief elder. Then it ended. Then he became chief elder again. Two times here on this campus. Catholic boy who said, I want to stop walking, talking with him. You see, I'm saying that. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? God is not saying do it. God is saying, Isaac, try it. What's your name again? I've forgotten. Lillian. God is saying, try it. Will you try? By the grace of God. And it will be like, it will be like the ant trying to push this bottle to fall down. God will say, try. He'll just do this. Fall down. See. And you see, the stories I'm telling you, if you are a spiritual, what I know is that all the time I was trying to take care of these children, giving them fried yam to eat and all these things, God was at the back there just doing his hand like this and making it work. All of them, you see, and they are, they are significant, proper human beings in the world, different places in the world. I'm mentioning their names, you will be surprised. I loved them. So you must have what? A willing commitment, right? Are you enjoying what I'm preaching to you? How many of you are like, you want to be a shepherd right now, right now? We should end the camp so you'll be a shepherd right now. <laughs> Look, this guy, this, somebody is calling me. He has been calling me. This is the third time he has called me. This boy is called Ignatius. He's calling me from the US. Me and him have a, have a quarrel. He was one of the boys I met in JHS 1. But he's not in George's class. He was the year after. Because when I came to university, vacation time, I went back to the school. I said, I'm on vacation. I want to teach. They gave me a class. One day, I went to teach the class. When we closed from school, we were going, I was going home. And a number of boys were working together. They were all, we were all working on the road. And I saw a certain boy, nice face. You know, some boys, some boys are beautiful. Very nice, handsome boy. So as I was walking, I turned and I saw the boy and I said, ah, do I know you? He says, maybe. I said, what is your name? Then he mentioned his name to me. Then I said, ah, it rings a bell, but I'm not sure. Then I said, then I asked him, will you be my friend? Then he said, why not? That boy. Hmm? Charlie. You, you, he, 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 he's owing me an offering, this boy. He's also owing, owing me an offering. Yeah. Used to go to talking to him. He said he didn't believe in he didn't believe in God. He was talking nonsense. Walking with him every day, talking to him. Talk are you listening to me? I don't know why he's calling me today because I was trying to call him sometime. He didn't mind me. Now he's also calling me. I'm also not minding him. Atika atika atipo. 
Yes. He was in the U.S. One day he was in the U.S. He, he got a girl he wanted to marry. And then, he and the girl were having, I don't know whatever problem, issue, whatever it is. I have taken the olives to Salt Pond for a concert. And when I got there, then he was calling me. And I said, what is the problem? I, I answered him, what's the problem? He said, I have this girl I, I've been wanting to marry, but the girl, she has a certain funny behavior. What should I do about it? I want your advice. And I said, look, the way the girl is, the way you're describing the girl, no, this relationship between work, forget about this girl. I talked to him, I talked to him for more than one hour. We were just discussing this particular thing. From America, from Ghana to America. Loving, caring guide. Loving, caring. I'm saying that once you decide to do this work, you must be committed and it must be a willing, don't say, ah, you're disturbing me. Every day, every day, every day. Hey! <laughs> no! Am I saying the thing well? Uh, Sibyl, am I saying the thing well? Are you sure? I'll call him later. I don't know why he's calling me. I'll not mind him for some time because of what he has also done to me. Are you in the church? Hey, I like what I'm preaching. Oh, it's so nice to me. What are we going for lunch? One. Two. Are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? Are you awake? Let me tell you something. To become somebody's shepherd, the reason why you must be willing, you must decide, you must not be forced, is because to become somebody's shepherd involves sacrifice. You must give something, you must, you, something of yours you will lose to, for, for your sheep that you are shepherding to be comfortable. That is why it must not be forced on you, you must choose it. Am I saying that thing I'm saying well? I chose it. Look, my salary, when I was in that school, all my salary was used to buy Friday for these children. It's true. When I go to school, I, I, or someone will come and say, my money is lost. I brought my money to school, but I can't find it. I say, how much is it? I take my money, put my hand in my pocket, I give it to them. Go. Me and some of my friends, our salary was very, very small. We used our salary to take care of these children we were teaching all over again. So we work the whole month, they pay our salary, then we use our salary to take care of the children. Then we wait for the next pay. Then they pay us and we used to take care of the children. Meanwhile, the children have parents who are sleeping in their houses. Oh. And we were taking care of the children with our small money that we had. Sacrifice is involved. A person, are you listening to me? A person, Timothy, a person cannot be a shepherd if he is not willing to sacrifice something. You, let, 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 let me tell you something. You see my olives, the olives that we have. It has taken a lot. The first time we were traveling to Tamale, okay, we didn't have enough money. When we did all the, and I didn't want, I mean, the, the children paid, they had to pay. But I didn't want them to pay a lot of money. So when we did all our calculations, we were still short by 2,000 cities. You know 2,000 cities? To pay for the bus. Because when we are traveling, we go with a, a long VIP bus to where we are going. The bus will stay with us for three days and bring us back. It's expensive. I went into my bank account. I saw 2,000 Ghana cities there. And I, I took it from my bank account. And I gave the, tech, the bus driver. And we went. We, 
do you think that taking the olives to travel Sunday brings me profit? Let me tell you the story. When we went to Tamale, we finished singing. Everything. We had done everything. Because when we go, we eat. Is that not it? We eat. When we finished everything and we're coming back, we were still owing money. We're still owing money. The person who made food for us in Tamale, we didn't have money to pay the person. So you can't say that I have organized the olive choir to take them around singing so that I can make profits. My money. I use my money to pay the bus fare. Many of these children, when, when they come for uh, uh, rehearsals, camps and things that we have for rehearsals, some of them don't pay the camp fee. They don't have it. But it doesn't matter. It's not because God has called you. God has called you and given you a voice. And I believe in it. I think that a young person, a child, somebody says, only one talent. If God has given you only one talent, I want to help you to use that one talent to glorify God. That's why we have the choir. That's why we have the choir. And so, and so, as I, as I am trying to help this little girl who can sing, who has a gift of singing, or he who even desires to sing, is it because they cannot afford camp fee that they will not come for the camp? I tell the person I am working with that, if the children don't have money for the camp, let them come for it. Look, many times, children have not come for a camp. They are at home. I call their mother and say, why is your daughter not at the camp? They say, remember I see the money. I say, don't even start. Put the child in a car and bring them to the camp. The money is not a problem. I will find money and I will pay. Yes. A shepherd, you must be ready to sacrifice something. Sacrifice something. Sacrifice something. When I go on leave at work, they say they give you leave. You have this number of days. Go and rest at home. When I take my leave, I use my leave to do different, different children's programs, this, 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 all different. By the time my leave is finished in the whole year, I am going, going back to work very tired more than before I went on leave. That's a shepherd. That's a shepherd. Do you see Jesus lying down and sleeping and doing nothing? He was walking everywhere in the cities and villages, preaching and teaching and healing all that were sick. A shepherd must be this boy. A shepherd must be ready to give something, to lose something, to sacrifice something. Something in you must be lost so that you can be a loving, caring guide to your sheep. Am I preaching well? Who is calling me? I'm on fire here. Why is God calling me? Number four. A shepherd must have a godly character. A shepherd must have a godly character.
Are you, are you here talking? Ha! Oh. A shepherd must have a godly character. A shepherd must have a godly character. Let me read what Bishop Black says. He says, There is no substitute. There is no substitute. George. A shepherd must have a godly character. He says, there is no substitute for godliness and a good character. Your faithfulness is the cornerstone of your character. Amen. 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 In Bishop Dad's book, Loyalty and Disloyalty, are you here? Are you here? Are you here? Bishop Dad says that loyalty or faithfulness is the principal qualification for every shepherd or every pastor. It means that, I listen to me, I listen to me, it's not even holiness, but faithfulness. Many people can say something and, hey, what's the problem? Many, are you here with me? Are you here with me? Many people cannot say something. What they have said with their mouths. And keep and stick to it. Are you in a church? I should demo. I need she. Okay, so what want now? I should we mu? I'm a I'm a preaching answer some brabo. Hell, yes, she said sing hano. Hell. What's that say? A bear a year say obet now should we mu? Answer some. Oh, I call heaven. Since that. Way, maybe as a mark on some gym. The whole issue is saying her. So, Choku, let me finish preaching. Look at that. Look at that. I'll show you the man. Ah, Mundari ain't here. I'm not sure. Mundari, why? Hey, 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 let me preach. I'm saying, I am saying something very, very important. In 2019, one of the, one of the, one of the rarest, scarcest, if there's anything like that, it's rarest, some, a quality of people that you will not find, that is difficult to find, is faithfulness. 
faithfulness. That what I said to you yesterday, today I have not changed my mind. It's the same thing. And some of you, some of you, you see, I have had friends that I have had since primary school. Up to today, we are still friends. Some of every time, every time you change your school, you change, you're, you're a new set of friends. Rest. Meanwhile, you said to your friend in the last school that we are best friends, friends for life. You are telling lies. Besties for life. Besties for life. But as soon as you change your school and go to another school in another, you forget this, your friend that you used to say besties for life, besties. I have friends. I have had them since primary. Primary. We were in KG1, KG2, KG, sorry, KG1, no, I didn't go to KG1. KG2, class 1, class 2, class 3. No, no, class 2. When I go to class 2, class 2 and class 3. I didn't finish class 2, then I went to class 3. The class 2 class was, was too, too low for me. Do you like my stories? They're not lies, so I'm a pastor, I'll not be telling lies. <laughs> so in the, in, so class 2, class 2 second term, the teacher came to class one day and said, and he called two, two boys, hey, you, take William's bag. You, go to the cupboard, remove all his books. We are, he, we are taking him to class three class. The class three class, if you come out of class two class, there's a corridor, then the next class is class three. So they took my bag and my books from the cupboard and they took me to the class. So they went to, uh, Mr. Wilson, this is William, he's coming to class three, finished. And they left me there and they went back to their class. They said, this class is too low for you. Because I was chopping first. I chopped the first time, uh, like, Hey, Charlie, get out of the class. I'm tired of you in this class. And guess what happened when I went to class three? Class three, second term. I, I came in the middle of the term. I was a new student, class three. When the second term ended, I was first again. In their class. <laughs> so, so I have, I have classmates, my friends. The ones I was, so the class, KG2, Class one, class two, no. I have different classmates. Then the class three, the new class three class I went to, I was there, class three, class four, class five. Then I left. I didn't go to class six. I left. Then I went to another school. I jumped class six. I ran away. I didn't go to, and I went to another school, JHS one. So I have another class, another group of classmates, which class three, class four, class five. Those are my classmates. They are also there. Their phone numbers are on my phone. Then I went to JHS one and another school cry in another town. They're just one. Only just one in that particular school. My friends, they, some of them are in the U.S. I have their number. I talk to them all the time. You are not faithful. You are not faithful. You keep saying, we are friends for life. We are besties. And God is saying that for a person to be a shepherd, what he needs you to be is when you say something, 10 years from now, you don't change your mind. From that school, my father left Accra. Came to the water region to get a new job. And I went to a new school. JHS 2, JSS 2, and JSS 3. New classmates again. Yes. Day 2. I have numbers on my phone. My friends. Talking to them all the time. From there, second new school. New classmates. I have their numbers on my phone. We are talking all the time. Many of you, just the school you changed. Just last academic year, you were in some school. This year, you went to a new school. Those friends that you left in that old school, no. You say we are friends for life, but it, that's it. One day, one day, when I was in university here, when I was in university here, I had a friend in kindergarten. Kindergarten, kindergarten class one, class two. That's, no, 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 no. The class three, class four, class five. That's class. 
had a friend. He was a half caste, half Lebanese, half Ghanaian. He was my best friend in the, in the class there. His name was Shabel. And when I left Accra, I hadn't seen him. I was always asking about him. But I hadn't, I hadn't seen him. So one day, when I was a student in university, one day, I was just sitting at home on vacation time. And then it occurred to me, it occurred to me to ask about Shabel. So I called somebody I, I think will know where he was. And I said, Charlie, Charlie, where is Shabel? Where is Shabel? I haven't heard from him in a long time. The guy said, oh, Shabel, he died last year. We buried him, guys, in a year. This, this is one year since he died. Hey, my heart. Because the last time I asked about Shabel, they told me that when I left the school, he also left the school. I went to Achimota School and became a womanizer. From Achimota School, he went to Adisada College. And Adisada College, he fought with somebody. And the person pushed him. He fell on his back, broke his spine, became paralyzed. So I didn't know. So he was in a wheelchair, couldn't walk for some time before he died. Do you know, do you know the things that came into my mind? Is Shabelle going to hell or to heaven? I became very sad. Very sad. That day, when I hung up the phone, I made a promise to myself that everybody in my life that I call friend, at least once in a year, I'll be checking up on you. And and I do it. That's why the boy is calling calling me from from the US. Check on you. And you know, I I tell myself, no matter where you are hiding in the... One day... (laughs) when I was in secondary school, I had a boy. I was in Form 3. There was a boy in Form 1 who was in my room. My, my bed and his bed were close by. His name was Richmond. He was a very nice, cool guy. He was a Form 1 boy, but I was, not, I was not afraid of any senior. So I liked him. He was very confident. If you call him, you want to bully him, he would just say, <laughs> Form 1 boy, he was not afraid at all. So he was my friend. So when we finished secondary school, I finished secondary school, and then he was still in the school. But I used to visit him. I was staying in the Vuitton region. When I come to Accra, I go to Richmond's house and just go and talk, talk with him. Just be with him. I, see, I was a shepherd a long time ago before I, be, before I became, I came to Lighthouse. Talk to him. So one day I was just, I was just thinking about Richmond. And I said, ah, since Richmond finished Legon, I haven't heard from him. Where would he be? And I said, I am going to find Richmond. I called his home number, landline. Hello, can I talk to Richmond? I knew he was not in the country. Can I talk to Richmond? So Richmond is not here. He's, he's traveled. Where is he? So he's in the UK. That's okay. I want to talk to him. Can I get his UK number? So okay. We don't have his mobile phone number, but we have his home number. So give me that one. And they gave me the number. I called him. Hello? Can I talk to Richmond? So he's not, he's not here. Where is he? He's going to work. I said, can I have his cell number? They gave the cell number to me. Richmond was at work. Then his phone began to ring. Ghana number. Then he answered, hello. I said, hello. When he heard my voice, hey, how did you find me? I said, if I want to find you, I'll find you. <laughs> Hey, he was he was surprised. Yes, three phone calls, and I found him. Called his house, talked to his father. Father gave me his sister's number in the UK where he lived. Called the sister's sister says he's not there. He's outside. So give me his mobile phone number. They the number. Right then, then when they, when I end the call, I call another one. The third phone call, Richmond was answering. Hello, I said, I said William, William. I said William, William. He said, Hey, I cannot believe it. I cannot believe you found me. I said, yes, I'll find you. You. The besties, besties, besties for life, besties, besties for life. 
Am I preaching a good preaching? You don't do shepherd for two weeks and stop. Say, I'm tired. I'm bored. No. God is looking for somebody with a godly character. The number one godly character God is looking for. It says, 1 Corinthians 4, 2. It says that it is required, moreover, it is required in stewards or in shepherds that a man be found faithful. God is not concerned too much about holiness. He can, he can deal with it. Holiness is not a problem. Look, Jesus Christ, when he died, he shed his blood. His blood made sure that we are holy. You don't have to try to be holy. You're already holy. God is looking, angel, for somebody who will stay faithful. You don't change the things you believe in now. When you are 7 years old, you believe in them when you are 19 years old. You believe in them when you are 25 years old. Constantly believing in the same things. I'm preaching a good preaching. Lydia, are you okay? You want to go and rest small? You want to wee wee small? Walk around on the, on the grass more. You want to go and bath? You'll bath. I believe in bathing. You'll bath. I believe in bathing. Why? A girl must bath. As for we boys, we are not sure. But as for the boys, we are not sure, but the girls, they must bath. Pastor Joshua, where's Pastor Joshua? Pastor Joshua. Okay, okay. Let's finish the qualifications and then we can we can go and bath. Is it a good idea? Always say as quiet as a cemetery. That's what, that's what the teachers say. Is there nowhere else which is quiet apart from a cemetery? A library, library. I don't like the cemetery one. The, the room must be <laughs> the room must be as quiet as a library. As quiet as a library. Otherwise, I won't talk. I won't say the good news. It's very, very good news. Some people are whispering. As quiet as a library. Adele, why is it so far away? Why? Don't sit there. Come and sit here or something on my chair. Huh? It's not a good place to be sitting. 
Uh, Caleb. Caleb. What have you learned today? What have you learned today? 